Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Without any waste of time, let's just get into the word quickly. And then we are going to pray because this morning we want to especially dedicate this day to praying for our families. I'm just going to share briefly the word of God this morning. And then we are going to um, get into praying for um, the families this morning. Amen. And I want to share briefly on the subject, Jesus the seed. Jesus the seed or Jesus the offspring, if you uh, may. Because I strongly believe this day will have um, a deeper meaning, you know, in terms of its purpose. Once we begin to see or to have that perspective, to see Jesus not as that uh, king or God who just, you know, showed up, but as um, also as a man who was born into a family, you know, grew up in that family so that God can be able to do what he wants to do through him. At the end of the day, Barcelona, he had to be born into a family. That's why I said earlier, God is for families. I think the only time perhaps we can be, um, you know, at loggerheads with God, it is when uh, as families we want to take his place. Forgetting that we are simply custodians of Imbeu as Tembengayo Unkulunkulu as so I just want to share one or two things around that thought, and then we are quickly going to pray. Uh, let's go to the book of Genesis chapter number 3 and verse number 15. Genesis um, chapter number 3 um, and verse number 15. These, these are the words that God spoke um, over the serpent in the Garden of Eden, after the serpent, um, you know, uh, deceived Adam and Eve, the serpent came. In the Garden of Eden, um, and God had to um, address it there and there. And these are the words that God spoke in verse number 15, chapter number 3. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. And then he says, between your seed and her seed. So there will be battles of seed here. Eh? There will be a battle of seeds, right? And between your seed and her seed... He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So, that we are affected by, and we are not aware, many of us, Father, we thank you for the reading of your word this morning. We pray that you may speak to us. We pray that you may challenge us with your word this morning. And it is in the name of of your son, Jesus Christ, that we pray, amen and amen. amen. A family, Bazalone, is a special institution that was established by Unkulunkulu, of course, through another important institution called marriage. 
family originates from God. It was God's original idea. It was never our idea. We did not suggest the family structure to God. It was God, as I said, through the institution of marriage, brought two people together. And we see this playing out beautifully in the Garden of Eden through Adam and Eve. And, and when God brings them together, and then he begins to establish a family. And why did God do that? God did that so that through this institution of the family, God can perpetuate a blessing from one generation to the next. That was God's uh, intention here, Bazalwan. So, and not only that, Unkulunkulu entrusted this institution uh, to fulfill also a promise that he gave as we have read. Uguti, there is an enemy around us. Gukona isita esisebenzayo all throughout the world. Like I always share jokingly, Bazalwan, Uguti, one day if I can have a moment, you know, man, I understand I'm with you, God. And I wouldn't even advise anyone to do it. One because we are faced with whatever that we are faced with today. We need to be vigilant because we have this adversary, you know, the devil it calls him, who is just roaring like a lion. Uh, but you know, and we find ourselves confronted with so many different things. And Gunemi Sebens that he is perpetuating each and every day. But God promised through Genesis 3.15 that Gukona Imbeu, there's an offspring that I am going to entrust a family with. And as that offspring grows, Satan, you need to know, in the garden, this seed is going to grow and deal harshly. You know? So we, we need to understand, and this is the point I need to emphasize, just like marriage, family was never man's idea. It was never us who sat down and figured out, I'm sure if you grew up a kasi like me, you know, I grew up a kasi and shame. I don't want to be to as much as Siba Kuriselin down as a right. Shame. Yeah. Tina Sakula, where we used to play families, you know, and Siketane, Gubeno Mama Corner, no Baba Corner. Because we then then we would come together and then Omunya Hamba Yotati Tamati Gubo, Omunya Tati Anyanis Etelmas Besitu Quatlis. I don't know good Beniti and we and Kumbu Le Pelavazalan. Okay? Hupa Baisha. Oh wow, okay. 
Baba Isha. Yes. And then we bring all of those. And then, and then, so, see, see, and then we'll like organize. And then I'm the father. You are the mother. These are the children. And then we'll make fire and whatever the case may be. I will not get into other stories that came with that whole experience. <laughs> because it's a son Amen. But, but, but it was just us putting it together. So the families were never like that. It was not us who decided that we are just going to say, okay, um, you know, because you are a female, you can be a mother. And like, it was God who designed and structured families. Because, simply because he had a plan. Like number one, I said, because God wanted to perpetuate a blessing from one generation to the next. Take note of what the Bible says in the book of Malachi chapter number 2 and verse number 15. And, and let's, let's just bust a bubble a bit of many of us who are married today. Here's a picture that God is drawing here in, in, this, in this verse. He says, but, he, but did he not make them one? Talking about husband and wife, right? He says, having a remnant of the spirit, he says, and he asks this question, why one? Why does God bring two people together? You know, uh, we see selfish. It's all, it's, we think it's all about our experience between the two of us. We love each other. We want to live happily ever after. But let's look at why did God bring us together? He says he seeks godly offspring. He seeks what? Godly offspring. Offspring. Here is God's agenda written in black and white. So that we know that when we come together in marriage, it is not mainly about us. Nazi <laughs> God is looking for a godly offspring. That's what the Bible says. And that's why, therefore, he says, therefore, take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. I don't know why Ati Akulumanatama taught in this case. Arati, oh, husband. He just says, make sure that you don't deal treacherously with, your, with the wife of your youth. Why? Because God wants to Keep this institution intact. Why? For the sake of the offspring. For the sake of the child that must grow up in that environment. Because there is something that God, I said, wants to pass on from one generation to the next. And, and, and secondly, there, there is this thing that God wants to use our offspring to deal with it. Are we together? So, so emphasis, it is not mainly about us. Of course, we are going to benefit. We are going to go to the honeymoon. Of course, we are going to have bay vacations as, they, as we call them or whatever we call them. In uh, Vacation. Uh, uh, yes. Counting 10 men. 
So of course it's going to come with that. We will go to Dubai. We will go to the Seychelles. We will go to Bali. We will go to uh, whatever destination that we want to. But we need to know that God's agenda is that there's an offspring that he is after. And he has trusted us as husband and wife to make sure that we maintain the space where this offspring is going to grow up. But, but here's what God says to Adam and Eve when he brings them together in the book of Genesis 1 and verse number 28. Listen to what the Bible says. It says, then God blessed them. Who? Adam and Eve. He blesses them. That's what he does. Because whatever God has created, he pronounces a blessing upon it. And he said to them, eh, eh, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So it was never God's original idea for curses. Today we are talking about generational curses as a result of the enemy interfering with this process. But God's original intention here was to perpetuate a blessing. That's why when he brings Adam and Eve, the Bible says he pronounces a blessing over them. He blesses them. In other words, he empowers them. He gives them ismusis or he wires them for success and prosperity. And he, he, his intention was so that Uma, Baba, Nabantuana, they are going to inherit that blessing and they are going to pass on this blessing from one generation to the next so that the enemy does not step in to interrupt the plan that God has for mankind. So we need to understand, number one, that unkulunkulu as families usfuna sibusisegin. And the Bible says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. So it was the enemy who, who wanted us to experience something else, Bazalwan. And, and this is the reason why we, we, we are reminding of ourselves today that the intention that God has in his mind is that we, we need to be, you know, sensitive to that fact that God wants us blessed and not only us, but so that, you know, uh, that blessing can pass on. With every generation that is rising up. It becomes easier when this thing is transferred from one generation and it gets better from one generation to the next. Are we here, Bazalwan? One day I will talk about how, you know, God wants to take things forward. But Tina, we, always want, we are always forced. Ukale move. Hmm. So families, Bazalwane, are established by God to create a conducive environment for the offspring that he wants to nurture in that family. Because that offspring is supposed to fulfill God's plans. But take note, Bazalwane, the enemy, Satan himself, is after the offspring. The enemy works tirelessly day and night. Sometimes, as you will see in just a moment, struggles, and we think maybe it's about us, husband and wife. Let me tell you, 
the intention that the enemy has is to deal with the offspring. To deal with the next generation. That is his plan at the end of the day. Because remember, before Nelson Mandela was the great man that he was, he was once an offspring. He was once a seed in a particular family. Before any other great person that you can think of in life, before they became great, they were once part of a family system and a family structure. And if you can go and visit all of those families, there are few things, few stories that they can tell you that things that they've had to go through for them to raise that particular child. Nabo, why are things so difficult? Maybe they realize later, wow, probably this is the reason why. And, and this is what the Lord Jesus Christ himself experienced, Bazalwan. Because when Jesus was born, Satan was worried. There are some of us sitting here today, probably Natimas Zalwa, the devil was worried. And probably, maybe, at the moment, I want to let you know the devil is worried. Because the devil already knows that it's like when you land, God does not go and figure out what is it that he can do with you. By the time you land, there's a plan and a purpose that God has already ordained you for. So that's why he is going to lose his mind. And we see this even in the life of Jesus Christ. Listen to this beautiful story. I know it's going to be a long read, but it, has, it carries this principle with it. From Matthew chapter number 2 from verse 1 it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have, and ha and have come to worship him. Now listen to take note to verse number 3. When Herod the king had this, he was troubled. When he heard, and already recognized the Bible says he was troubled. And that's why I am saying, all of us, we need to recognize and to acknowledge that in our families, whenever there is a new child that is born into that family, Satan is troubled. He is worried. He is concerned. That's why in countries, in many other countries, he wants to legalize things like abortion because he knows that not only is a child aborted, but a destiny is aborted. Right? Because this is the work of the enemy. And I'm not condemning anyone, but I'm just trying to show us so that as from today going forward, we can recognize that the devil is not, you know, resting. He is hard at work. Trying from ways and means. And, and, and just two weeks ago, um, I think I was talking to um, uh, Pastor Bert and he was, he, was, he was sharing how he lost his grandson. I mean, two days old, gone. Big, why? Because the enemy knows. A destiny is born. A purpose is born. An assignment is born. And that's why we need to take care of this institution. Because God is looking for it. So that he can raise an offspring in that environment. Amen. Wow. Amen. 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 
but, but take note, Bazalwan. Let's, let's continue. I said it was going to be a long reading. Just forgive me. From verse number four. When he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Verse 7. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go! And search carefully for the young child. Listen, search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. So why are we praying for our children? Why are we dedicating our children? Why are we praying for the families? It is because we know. That there is a spirit like the spirit that was upon Herod. That is going to search for our children. That probably at an age where they can't access them. Maybe they are under uh, our roof. They, they will wait for them. Maybe a teacher. Masera <laughs> Pumile. Under our covering and under our influence. So that the enemy can interrupt whatever it is that God wants to do in their lives. Take note that Herod says. Bring a word to me because naming Funuguza Nzomkons. But we know that was not his motive. That was not his motive. Because later on, when we begin to continue to read in, in verse number 13, it says, Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise! Take the young child and his mother. Flee to Egypt. Balega. And stay there until I bring you word. Why? For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Herod will seek the young child to do what? To destroy him. And that is all that the enemy wants to do. He wants to destroy the next generation. He wants to destroy the seed. He wants to destroy the offspring. And that's why we need to be more aware. As parents, we need to be more aware. As husbands and wives, we need to be more aware. To say there is something that God wants to do through our child. And the enemy is not happy. Maybe you are raising the next president. Who knows? Maybe you are raising the next... Let me not just just say president... Maybe you are raising the next pastor. Uh, Say amen. I believe I have the most important job than the president himself. It's powerful to be a pastor. I love being a pastor. I love, I enjoy this job. I enjoy this call. I love being a, I love being a pastor. You can't pay me to quit this job. I love being a pastor. Amen. So 
So who knows? Maybe out of your family. Maybe you, you, you've given birth to the next, you know, uh, entrepreneur, the next Steve Jobs, the next uh, whoever, you know. Maybe you, are, you have been entrusted with somebody who is going to impact societies, communities, you know, somebody who is part of God's plan forever. So that's why we also as parents are supposed to have a good relationship with God. Can we imagine if Mary and Joseph did not have a relationship with God? How were they going to hear the angel of the Lord coming to tell them that flee to Egypt because there is an assignment that has been aimed. There are certain environments where we need to be sensitive enough that I have got to pull my child out of this environment because it might destroy whatever it is that God wants to do in their lives. That's how sensitive we are supposed to be as parents. We need, to be, we need to be sensitive to the environment at school. Sometimes it will call for you to take your child out of that school because it is not a conducive environment for them to, 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 to operate and to function. Sometimes you've got to, you know, be extreme, relocate and, and watch where they go because the environment will shape the way that they think, the way that they behave, the way that, that they will come up, you know. And that's why we are seeing the enemy intensify fighting the battle in our communities. He is not going so much so after, you know, the generation but he is going after the upcoming generation. He look at our 13-year-olds and our 14-year-olds and, and we can clearly see that the devil is after the offspring. Why? Because he knows that if he destroys the offspring, he has brought maybe 50 or 100 years ahead of him. Look at the 18, the teenagers who are ravished by Inyaupe on, on the streets, Basola. Sometimes as much as we can judge them, but we need to understand that many of them are exposed. Many of them, there's no one who is praying for them. There is no one who is covering them. There is no one who is helping them or living, listening to them, Basalohan. So as we are here as families, we are not just going to pray for ourselves, but we are going to pray for those who are exposed, who are on the roads, who don't have the structures like we have in our homes. We are going to pray that the assignment that the devil has towards the next generation, it is not going to succeed. It is not going to prosper. This nation needs God to deliver us, to deliver the next generation because can you imagine what is going to happen to this nation 70 years from now? Let me give you an example. Many of us, when we were talking about the issue of the president right now, right? I don't want to be... <laughs> we're saying, oh, I... President, and then many of us were asking this question. But if not him, then who? Why are we asking that question? It's because there's a lack of, in other words, there was a season we've missed of raising the next generation of presidents, the next generation of leaders, the next generation. That's why sometimes God will wait. That's why sometimes God will wait for a new generation to rise up. What happened in the what happened when the children of Israel uh, came out of Egypt? The Bible says it was supposed to take them 11 days to go to the promised land. 11 days. But out of them there was none who had the kind of faith that God needed. All that they did was to complain. All that they did, they wanted to go back to Egypt. And what did God do? He waited for that whole generation to die. 
Only two people who came out of Egypt made it to the promised land. The rest of the generation that came out of Egypt was wiped out. And maybe we need that in our country. All of them exiles, folks. All of them struggle icons. All of them must just have a decent exit so that we who have never been to exile, we who have never tasted anything, can just rise up and begin to lead this country in a proper way. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to understand that God is looking after this offspring and the enemy wants to wipe this offspring out. So when you are giving birth to a child, it is a preparation for the next generation. But here's the thing, Barcelona. The attacks that we are experiencing in our families, we need to understand. Don't take it personal. Don't think it is just about you as a man or as a woman. Understand you carry a seed that might change the lives of the people tomorrow. You carry a seed. You have that responsibility. And let me even put it this way. It does not even have to be your biological seed for that matter. Because you, maybe you can say to me, Pamfundis, what if It does not have to be. All that God is looking for is a family. Remember, Jesus was not Joseph's seed. Jesus Christ of Nazareth was never Joseph's seed. But God gave him the seed, but he was looking for his family structure. He found this man who was a man of integrity. He found this woman who was a pure woman. And he realized this is a safe environment for this seed. This seed is not going to be contaminated. Remember, Joseph wanted to run away. As soon as he discovers my wife is pregnant and I'm not the father. He wanted to go. Because he was not, he was not that kind of a man. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. And when he was about to leave, God steps in. He says, whoa. Don't worry. So Joseph, I'm trusting you. I just need your environment. That's all that I need. I need your spiritual ear. That's all that I need. I need your prayers. I need your faithfulness. I need your work ethic. I need somebody. This guy at some point is supposed to go and hang on a tree. I need a carpenter like you so that he can get used to the tree. Working on those chairs each and every day for 30 years. Building tables for 30 years. Making chairs and disco. For 30 years dealing with nails and hearing the sound of a nail. For 30 30 years under Joseph's care, he was being prepared for his destiny. Let there be a church. You'll never know. That's the naughty side of it. You'll never know. Eh? You'll never know. Amen. But God needed that atmosphere. And sometimes we'll be attacked. And sometimes we'll go through stuff as the family. Listen, don't, don't give in to the enemy. Do not allow the enemy to divide your family. Do not allow the enemy to bring havoc in your family. Stand together as the family and understand that there is a plan and a purpose that God has for your children. Maybe at the moment your child looks like they are rebellious towards you. Maybe at the moment your child looks like they don't want to listen to you. 
but all that I am here to say to some of the parents who are sitting here this morning, all that I am here to do is that, you know, we just want to touch and agree with you and pray with you that one day God is going to stretch out his hand and fetch that son of yours and, and fetch that daughter of yours and bring them back into the system. The best that you can do, continue building a structure that is conducive for the seed because you have a seed of greatness that you have brought into this world and all that God is looking for is that environment. God has trusted you with a child. That's a huge thing. That's a huge thing. It's a privilege. God, you are trusting me to protect. Can you imagine Joseph each and every day knowing that if this child dies because the Bible says Herod ended up realizing okay, the Bible says go all throughout all throughout two years and under just kill them who knows, maybe the devil the way that this dark infested country that, that maybe 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 there is an maybe there is gukona in number there's somebody who is dangerous that God has raised as part of this generation it's just that the devil does not know who exactly that person is that's why maybe these these boys are you know are so much on the streets and that's why maybe maybe these boys are look at look at Ubonga Look at Ubonga. I'm sure you, if you don't know who Ubonga is, look at Ubonga. Look at the potential that is on the inside of me. Look at the level of intellect. Look at, look at how, how he is. But there's a spirit on him, Basalwan. All that he needs, let me tell you, he does not really need another rehabilitation. Maybe, maybe it's going to be part of the process. But he needs a parent who knows how to call on the name of Jesus. He needs a parent who knows how to stand in the gap. He needs somebody who is just going to cover him under the blood of Jesus. Because if Jesus can step into his life, I am telling you, he can pull him out. You'll never know. Maybe that boy is the next president. You will never know. You will never know. Maybe that boy can lead us into... You'll never know, Barcelona. You'll never know. And that's why we need to pray harder and say, God, preserve our families. Don't just look at it as something that has been organized temporarily. Just so that Minanongoska Zwamsi been a nice time. But let us understand the assignment from heaven. And realize that he needs time. Because does not bypass the systems that he has put in place. Somebody needs to be born. Somebody needs to grow. Somebody needs to go to school. Somebody needs to, needs to find and encounter Jesus. You know, you will never know. By just leading somebody to Christ. What are you doing? You will never know. You will never know. Many of us, our families are facing poverty today. Poverty stricken. Not, not, not so much so. Find a scrupega for the sake of scrupega. Probably, as far as the 
devil is concerned. But the devil is a liar. We are here to take back the forces. That We are here to take back that blessing. And we are declaring that it is going to be restored. I might not have faced the love that I've experienced in my home. But here I am. I am born again. I am saved. And here I am. I have a chance to perpetuate the blessing that God has put upon my life. I'm not going to transfer a curse from my family to my children. That's why the Bible tells us that a good man will always leave an inheritance for his children and his children's children. Our God is a generational God. The Bible says he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All that God was looking for when he called Abraham was looking for Jacob. Even though there was Isaac along the way. But he was looking for Jacob because it was in Jacob where he had an encounter with God. And the Bible says that his name was changed and he became Israel. And out of Israel, the nation of Israel was born. You will never know three generations down the line who God is going to raise up within your bloodline. We better wake up as the church and realize that there is somebody, it might not be me, it might not be Unati, probably there's a seat in Nati that is going to be the greatest pastor ever who is going to turn the world upside down. You might not know who you are carrying and my responsibility is to deal with this first one that's my responsibility to say God help me to create an environment for this first one because like I said God does not want to start from scratch he's the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob that's why Ati let's tell me so he's saying that's how God works because he wants this thing to flow that's why when Paul finds Timothy he says Timothy I'm glad to see this faith in you because this faith was once in your mother and that faith was found once in your grandmother a third generation type of a vibe may we become and pray and become those families who are going to say God trust us with a control with the responsibility of creating Maybe Nigana is what I soon do it, Nitty. Maybe Nigana is what I soon do it, Nitty. Guami, solo go out in Before I even became a pastor, I prayed before I got married. I prayed, I said, God, when, when you bless me at home, in my home, I don't want to bring foreign things and whatever. I'm not going to allow things like alcohol, smoking, all of those things, not in my house, not even. Well, I'm not drinking or whatever. I said, even my friends or whoever comes, my father included. Why? I said, when my children come, I want them to grow up in an alcohol-free environment. It's up to them what they do after that. But at least my first assignment was to show them that you don't need this. I'm leaving before you. I don't need this. And it's afterwards, I don't have control. I trust God with that. But my first assignment was, so any visitor, my father, biological father included, I used to ask him, I know I will, I will give you money to do it anywhere else, but please, I don't want them to see anything that might confuse them. Maseba kulile, well and ready. Let me tell you, my first bottle of alcohol that I drank, I was with my father. I got, I'm not saying it in a bad way. We had a great relationship with my dad, and we did not know better, both of us back then. 
But that's the kind of influence that as a parent I can have. To say, if I say this is okay, this is okay. This is okay. So my prayer today is, God restore our families because the devil has stolen special destinies that God established through families. The Bible says he does not come except for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Where siblings will fight against another sibling. Where children will turn against their parents. To a point of being chased out of the home. Many kids out there who are on the streets when you interview them, they do have home. But the home is not a good environment for them. That's why they opt for the streets. Because this is what they say. We are better loved on the streets. But may God restore family. Because God has not given up on this institution called the family. God still believes. That's why the Bible says, Jesus says, I have come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That's why we have just called all the families today that God restore your original assignment, restore the life that you wanted us to have as families. Oh, let us come back to our senses. May, may we not raise up kids like the prodigal son who will run away from home. And I love the fact that when that son came back, the Bible says the father ran towards him and when he was trying to explain himself he said bring a robe bring sandals he said organize the best thing in the yard because my son has come back home that is the most important thing for reconciliation to take place in families reconciliation it does not matter today and last year it does not matter what has happened in our lives what I know is that God is the God who restores God is the God who rebuilds God is the God who brings reconciliation your family can reconcile today. Your, your marriage can be rebuilt so that you can understand God's plan and purpose that he has for your family. We are praying for sons to come back home. We are praying for daughters to regain their senses and come back home and so that they can receive nurturing and counsel. We are praying for reconciliation because we need one another as families. We need what because when families are functioning in unity eish, Great things can be born out of those families. Big things can be birthed out, out of those families. You know, my friend Ubaba Singer here, he has a daughter. I adore her. Santi, like, super intelligent. And each time I look at her, I'm like, wow. She's just a representation of the parents. That's how God operates. He perpetuates. See, my kids love ministry. Not because, not because it, it, it's, it's the influence they get at home. So it means God was smart enough that I want to give birth to the next, maybe pastor. I don't know what, what eventually they are going to grow up to become. But they have to grow up in this environment. This environment is going to be, there are certain things I'll be able to put in them while they are not aware. 
because every morning there are things that I speak over them while they are sleeping there are things I pray over them while they are sleeping because God must prepare them for things that will happen 20 years from now but they have to begin in a particular environment so the environment I create in my home is not just for me but it's for the offspring it's for the offspring let's please stand on our feet we are going to pray can I just ask the team to come to the front? We are just going to pray, Basalon. Uh, and let me ask the um, hosts to, to bring up the kids from Builders Kids so that they can join their parents and so that we can pray together. Also, the, the prayer requests, they can also come and be put on the stage. We are going to pray. Hallelujah. Listen to me. I said it does not matter what has happened. In the past, it does not matter what has happened yesterday. But we are here with a heart of repentance to say, God, forgive us for not realizing the plan that you have. But we want to go back to that place where our families can be usable by you. Listen to how the Bible introduces Jesus in the book of Matthew. It goes back 16 generations to trace the seed. Amen. Different environments where different people had to grow up. Ujese, agazi njegutu ngo kulisu Davide upruperelu Jesu. Agazi, yeah, no kulisu Davide. That's the best that he can do. That's the best that he can do. But, little did he know that Jesus was going to be one day called the son of David. Because that's the same lineage. So you'll never, that's what I'm saying. It might not really be you. It might not be your child. But now they are, there's a role that they are going. So where you are, just play your role. Play your part. Because out of them, out of them, many generations shall come. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.